Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, and uh, video versions of all these episodes a day early. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Uh, also, please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you have not, ask your parents, ask your friends, ask your cousins, <laughs> Um, because the more reviews and subscriptions we have, the higher we get on the charts. And so far, we are only charting in South Korea. So <laughs> great. <laughs> we Thank would you. like to uh, spread that a little further. Furios also has a hotline. Let's insert the j- people are begging for the jingle. So I'll let's insert, insert that again. You've been singing it. And I'm like, I'll leave in the singing. But you know what? I'm going to insert it right here. Six two six six oh four six two six two. Here we go. People are gagging for it. <laughs> um, so leave us voicemails. We're getting tons of voicemails, and we're obsessed with them. Watch out for those in our mini episodes. Melissa, who are our new patrons? We've got Matts, Amanda G, Lee P. Hannah G, Stacy M, Shannon A, and Robin. Guys, welcome to the team. We are so happy to have you. Melissa, what's our episode for today? So this episode was suggested by Jake, not Jacob 35, 
from the Discord. Okay. Cool. Discord is full of ideas. If you're not on the Discord, get in there. The link is, you can get to it from our Instagram. So, in 1966, the bodies of two men were found in Brazil with lead masks and a notebook containing mysterious messages with them. Oh, damn. Were they secretly selling radioactive material to the criminal underground? Ooh. Or did their obsession with the occult have anything to do with their deaths? Love that. Let's get into it. So, on August 21st, 1966, Brazil authorities received a tip that there were two dead bodies on top of a hill, which is about uh, 100 miles north of Rio de Janeiro. I thought you were going to explain what a hill was for a second. On top of a hill. <laughs> a hill, which, which is, is an arc-shaped... Massive land. <laughs> it's a big bump. It's a big bump in it's the bump. earth. Sometimes there's big ones called mountains that are caused by uh, tectonic plates rubbing. Whoa, wow, okay, Melissa, geez. I'm a seismologist. That's not the right thing. A geologist. <laughs> yes. So the cops found the corpses of two men. They were wearing suits and raincoats, and they had masks made of, out of solid lead lying next to their bodies. Mm-hmm. And the masks were like, they were more like sunglasses. Okay. And there was a notebook with cryptic messages also next to them. And there was no signs of any obvious trauma or struggle. So what in the heck happened to them? I hope you tell us. I'm about to. Get ready. So the two men were identified as 34-year-old Miguel Jose Viana and 32-year-old Manuel Pereira de Cruz. They were electronic technicians in the town of Campos de Goitasayas near Rio de Janeiro. And they were both married, they had families, and they were like well-liked in their community, just a couple normal dudes. And three days prior to their bodies being found on August 17th, they told their families that they needed to buy work supplies and they were going to look for a used car to possibly buy and they would be gone for the afternoon. They're like, we need to do some business stuff. We'll be back. But instead of buying work supplies, they hopped on a bus to a nearby town, Nitroi, which is actually a five-hour bus ride away. And so their bus arrived around 2.30 where they stopped by an electronics store, but they didn't buy anything. And then it started to rain. So they stopped by a store to get raincoats. And then they stopped by a bar to buy a bottle of water. And so witnesses later claimed that Miguel seemed very nervous and he was constantly checking his watch. So like, did this have something to do with what they were planning? Like they saw him in the bar buying water, like, come on, let's go. We got, we got to, we got to be somewhere. Well, he definitely was like meeting someone then. Uh Uh-huh. And so the two men are next spotted at 5 p.m. near Vintum Hill. They were getting out of a Jeep, which was being driven by someone with blonde hair, and there were two other men inside. So were they hitchhiking? Did someone bring them somewhere? And the next time they were seen was when an 18-year-old by the name of Jorge de Costa Alves saw them lying on the ground on top of this hill. 
this bump in the earth. <laughs> and he assumed that they were asleep. But then he went back up there two days later on August 20th, and he smelled something really awful. And he saw the bodies. And so he went, he ran to tell the police, like, there's these two guys up on this hill. Like, I think they're dead. Oof. And so the police found the bodies. And near them was an empty bottle of water, two wet towels, and a notebook with various notations in it. Maybe a portal was opening. Well, you're... (gasps) You're on to something. I'm good. I am good. (laughs) You are not far off. So there was a list of electronic part numbers that was in the notebook, and which have some speculated were encrypted codes, though the evidence appears that they were simply part numbers used by the men over the course of their day job. So these numbers were electronic numbers because they're both electricians. Uh. But also in the notebook, there was a cryptic note and it said, this is translated from Portuguese, Sunday, one tablet after the meal. Monday, one tablet in the morning on an empty stomach. Tuesday, one tablet after the meal. Wednesday, one tablet before bed. These were like weird pill instructions. Huh. And so another page said, 4.30, be at the specified location, ingest capsules, after the effect, protect metals, await mask signal. What? Okay, that's weird. I told you it's cryptic. I told you. (laughs) You were right about that. My God. So now I'm thinking it's either like a portal with like strong radioactive activity, so they had to be careful for that, or they're time or they're time traveling. You are you are getting warmer. I'm an occult genius. Okay, continue. the men also had receipts for the raincoats and for the water mm. bottle and a small amount of money on them. Um, and they reportedly left home with a million quizeros, which is about two to three thousand U.S. dollars. Hmm. Which back in 1966, that was a lot of money to just have, like in your pocket. Yeah. Unfortunately, no toxicology tests were done on the bodies. What? So what, if anything, the two men men ingested is unknown. But the cause of death, however, was determined to be cardiac failure. Weird. So the bodies were also undisturbed by wildlife. Like birds weren't even pecking at the bodies. So, like, something unusual. unusual must have been going on. And, like, that kid who found them, the 18-year-old, said they smelled so bad. And, like, yeah, dead bodies smell really bad. But he said this was, like, a smell like he'd never smelled before. Like, something just, like, weird. Huh. So, these masks that they had, they were homemade. They were the size and shape of sunglasses. And they didn't cover the entire face. So, they were presumed to only be for their eyes for radiation. Like, you use a lead mask for radiation, and they were only for their eyes. So they must have been, like, looking at something or, like, shielding their eyes from something. What was weird is that there was another dead electrician six years prior. So Miguel and Manuel were not the only male technicians to die on a hilltop in Brazil in the 60s. Excuse you? You're excused. Four years (laughs) prior... In 1962, a television technician named Hermes was reported to have been found dead on Moro de Cruzeiro, also in the state of Rio de Janeiro. 
and a lead mask was found near Hermes body as well. He reportedly took some drugs and thought he could pick up some radio signals with his mind. Can I interject real quick? Yes. Okay, so there there are pills that you can take to to help prevent radiation. I have those in my house. Iodine. Do. Yeah. Oh, Whoa, it's yeah. An emergency emergency kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potassium iodine. Um, oh, and you, I wonder if that's what they thought they were taking. Yeah. So if you take, it comes in two strengths, one hundred and thirty milligrams and sixty five milligrams, and apparently. If you are exposed to radiation, you're supposed to take it and it clears it clears from your body in your urine. Okay. I wonder what the do I wonder what the dosage is. I wonder if it's similar if can, to what oh, they I were you can OD on it too, if you can like take too much of it. Oh, maybe. So so at the bus stop before their trip, the two men actually ran into Miguel's niece who asked them where they were going. And Miguel told her that it was top secret. But when he returned, he would know whether or not he believes in spiritism, which is what he told his niece. And spiritism is the belief that spirits or souls of the dead communicate with the living through a medium or psychics. And it's it was very I know what happened here. Let's hear it. What happened here? What did you hear? I think they were gonna like take some sort of poison thing. Uh-huh. To like go be like halfway between life and death. Like Heaven's Gate type of thing? Yeah, something where it was like they wanted to connect with the spirit world. So they thought they could like go between through taking pills. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a theory. It's just it's, a theory. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Thanks. But yeah, spiritism was extremely popular in Brazil at that time. It's like one of the most like popular beliefs. So during their investigation, the police spoke with Elcio Gomez, who's a friend of Miguel and Manuel, who told them they were all part of a group of scientific spiritualists and a secret occult society who experimented in various ways. Nearly every electronic specialist in this area was involved in this society. And for example, two months before Miguel and Manuel died, they built some type of device in Manuel's garden in an attempt to contact Mars. And they were unsuccessful, and the device exploded by accident. And then Manuel found a strange powder in his garden, which to him was evidence that a spirit had been there. Like, this whole device exploded, but he found this, like, weird powder, and he was like, oh, a spirit must have been here. Huh. And Manuel's father reported that they tried another experiment. On June 13th, 1966, numerous witnesses reported an explosion on the beach in Espirito Santo, which is near Rio de Janeiro. This explosion apparently rocked buildings as far as 15 kilometers away. And local fishermen also witnessed the event. And they reported that a flying saucer was seen to fall into the sea. What? What? And after this experiment, Meg, uh, Miguel, or Miguel and Manuel found that powder again. They're like, there's this mysterious powder showing up every time we do these experiments. Like, what is this? So a night before that beach experiment, the Navy picked up a conversation on three different radio stations that they didn't recognize. And Manuel and Miguel apparently ran a secret radio station. So one of the signals came from them. These two guys... They were getting up to no good. Oh, my God. So the other two signals are still a mystery. So who are they talking to? Like, who were Miguel and Manuel talking to on this, like, secret radio station? 
And then the investigators searched Manuel's workshop. They found tools and lead scraps used to make the masks and a book with passages about intense luminosity highlighted, which is probably the reason they wore these lead eye shields because they were expecting to experience intense luminosity. Uh, But the authorities determined that the handwriting on the cryptic message found at the scene of their deaths belonged to neither Miguel or Manuel. What? So it wasn't their handwriting in these notebooks. It was someone else. What was the person that gave them the pills? Right. It was someone who was explaining, like, this is what what you need to do. So some theories... Initially, the police thought that Miguel and Manuel were involved with smuggling electronics equipment, which had been difficult to come by in Brazil at the time, or they were trying to sell illegal radioactive materials to the criminal underworld. And when the deal went wrong, the men were killed and dumped on Vintum Hill in an evidently successful attempt to baffle the authorities. Like they wanted to make it look like they killed themselves or something, which is like... Doesn't really make but sense to me. But still, like the all like the electronic numbers and the when to take the pills and yeah. and the masks and stuff like that. That seems I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't feel right to me. UFOs is another uh, theory. Yeah, let's get into that one. <laughs> yeah. So the men could have been following strange instructions from aliens. And the capsules and clothing was meant to protect them from the radiation of a landing UFO. Mm -hmm. So on the night that the two men died, Gracinda Barbosa Coutinho de Sousa and her children reported seeing an oval-shaped object that was like orangey color. And it had a band of fire around its edges, and it was sending out rays in all directions, hanging over the top of Vintum Hill. What? So, and according to De Sousa, the object rose and fell vertically for some three or four minutes. And multiple other witnesses called in with that same exact story. So perhaps their souls exited their bodies, and they went up into this UFO. Or that UFO killed them. (laughs) Or the UFO killed them. I like to think that it was Heaven's Gate style. <laughs> they hailbop came down. And yeah. Sucked their souls out. What are those Hanson brothers up to? What are they doing? Oh my God. It's crazy you say that. I looked them up like three days ago. What? Oh my God. Yeah. What are they doing? They're married. They have a ton of kids and they're oh. all married and they're just kind of living their lives. I think they go on, they were on tour and stuff. I think they still get around. I think one might be QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the oldest one might be Hanson Speaks on QAnon Conspiracies. Oh, no. Which one? And the youngest he- one? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. This is a, a different guy. Hold on. Like, <laughs> oldest. Oldest Hanson brother, Q-Man. weird. You're talking okay. about Isaac Hanson. Yeah. Hanson QAnon. Fans have criticized the boy band Hanson for a perceived lack of support for Black Lives Matter, along with anti-COVID stances. Oh, no. Okay, here it is. Hanson singer's Hanson singer Isaac Hanson's bizarre conspiracy theory claims COVID-19 is a war on Christmas. What? 
<laughs> um, oh, no. Isaac Hansen, one of the three brothers behind the song Mbop, shared a rant on his Instagram story in which he would and said he wouldn't comply with the government restrictions meant to limit the spread of coronavirus. At some point very soon, Christians and churches, um, and for that matter, anyone of any faith is going to have to decide, is your faith more important than your fear, he wrote earlier this week. Hansen implied that the government bodies were using the virus to do away with holidays claiming Easter has been canceled and Christmas was next. We are quickly approaching Christmas and it too will be canceled by our governments, just like Easter was and Thanksgiving is going to be. I, for one, will not comply. I fear God more than I fear death and far more than I fear my government. Uh, Isaac, no. Well, Hanson's canceled. If you know, <laughs> the Hanson. Yeah, Hanson's canceled. No more. No more Hanson. <laughs> Sorry. 
So the the capsules could have been tampered with, but there was no toxicology report. Maybe they had like fentanyl in them or something. Since they were spiritualists, they probably had instructions from someone who was like, go to this hill at this time. There's going to be some intense light coming, like either a UFO or like some sort of spirit's going to be coming down to like take you to like the next life. And you need to take these pills and whatever they took killed them. Right. I mean, it's not surprising. It was probably like some weird mixture of a bunch of shit. Like, and if you think about it, people have died doing ayahuasca before. I recently watched this documentary on ayahuasca and people like had severe seizures and like, I think they went into cardiac arrest is what happened. And so there was that place in, in Florida that like, yes, whatever documentary that was where that person like, yeah, had a seizure, I think, or like, yeah, and died. And And the place is still open. Yeah. It's crazy. Fuck. Um, Ayahuasca is so unregulated. I think ayahuasca is insane. I would never do it. Is that the one you throw up on? Is that the one where like you do it in a group and then everyone vomits together? Yes. I can't think of anything worse than being in a room. That's the most horrible. Of vomiting people like on drugs. like, And then you like trip out and allegedly have like this spiritual experience. But the thing that's so weird is like these people, like some people do it once, which is like, okay, do ayahuasca once. But then these people end up doing it all the time. Oh, as like a means of therapy and i'm like just go to therapy like i don't know it's it's wild and like there are people who a lot of people who are like drug addicts who did it yeah and they say it's helped them and i'm like yeah that's like of course it helped you you're doing drugs yeah like (laughs) you're if you're doing a different kind of drug it's It's like go to go to a 12-step program and like stick with it that'll work like I th- that's really pissed me off is like when they were like, yeah, I had a really bad drug addiction and ayahuasca saved me. Like, yeah, because it's drugs. Like n- you're not, you're not sober now. You're just doing a different drug all the time. You know, like, yeah, it feels like if you do it once and it's like, oh, this cured me. This like, right. Experience helped me. It's like, great. But like, if you have to keep going back and doing it, it's like, maybe it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like if you're doing ayahuasca to like the, they get addicted to like the mind, the openness yeah. of their mind or whatever they think is going on, you know? Yeah. That being They're said, like, need like to learn more. It has, I think it has helped people with their depression when they do it like sure. once. And like, that's beautiful. Like I'm so open to like seeking obviously, but like, I don't know. Ayahuasca really weirds me out. Like I think it's really unregulated. And like, if you're going to go to, a small village in Peru with like a true shaman and do it like a real spiritual experience. Great. But like, don't go to Florida with some jabroni where like people have died (laughs) there and like journal with a bunch of white people. Like it's just crazy. Anyways, that's my ayahuasca rant. (laughs) So they could have, whatever they took in that pill, they could, they thought that maybe, but what's weird is that, in the, remember the instructions were like taking the pill like for days leading up to this event. It was like, f- yeah. take it in the morning, take it at night, take it in the morning. Like, Maybe they were microdosing. That's possible. Um, another theory is that they were just murdered. Sure. So if they believed that they could contact spirits on Mars, they were probably easily manipulated and the money was missing. Their money was missing. They took... Oh, interesting. A million whatever currency that is, 
which is like two or three thousand dollars, and there was no money on them. They couldn't have spent. Where did they spend all that money? The witnesses says they bought a raincoat, they bought a bottle of water, and then a people full of a jeep full of a people full of jeep a jeep full of people <laughs> dropped them off so they could like walk up this hill. So between some at some point they didn't have any money. At some point they lost that money. So in the notes that were written down, seemed like they were in some sort of shorthand. So was someone like dictating the notes to them? Someone was writing it, telling them what to do, telling them to meet them on top of this hill. This sounds very like Friar from Romeo and Juliet-esque, where he was like, oh. you know, where he was like, oh. Juliet, go take these thi- this thing. It's going to like, you're not going to die from it. Don't worry. And then he's, Romeo's going to see you and he's going to freak out. And then, like, everything's going to be okay. Like, it seems like someone He's going to lose where, his shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Romeo's going to, like, chill out because Romeo's, Romeo's going to lose his shit, but it's going to be okay. And you guys are going to, like, live happily ever after. But it seems like someone did that to them. To them Was like, here's some yeah. pills. This isn't going to kill you, but you have to listen to these directions, like, exactly. Yeah. And then it went wrong. Something went wrong. It was those pills. Yeah. Because they told... They lied to their families about where, where they were going. So it was like, it, this was secretive already. Like it was some weird mission they were on. And so maybe they paid for these pills that ended up being poisoned. But then what was that thing that everyone saw? What thing that everyone saw? The UFO, oh, the burning yeah. orange light. Oh, yeah, there was a UFO. There was a weird light that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, the UFO. <laughs> what light? Yeah. <laughs> what weird The thing. UFO. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they had a bright flashlight with them or something. Could that? Oh, maybe they could. They they, maybe a flare. Like they had flares. They they felt sick and they let off a flare. Yeah. Why is that hilarious? That's like a totally (laughs) possible thing. Letting (laughs) off an orange flare in the sky. No, it's not. It's just funny to me. I let off a flare every time I have a stomach ache. Yeah, exactly. These two guys are on this hill and they just like are like, I don't feel well. Send up the flare. Oh, help. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it just seems like whatever was in the capsules probably killed them, whether it was like intentional or not. As for these lead masks, like they were most likely worn worn to shield their eyes from this quote unquote intense luminosity or this of the spirits that they were trying to see, like on the hilltop. Like maybe they were trying to see something. Were they near yeah. any sort of government air? Base thing were they like near that's a good question vintum hill in brazil <laughs> maybe it's near raytheon oh no <laughs> this is very like diot love pask pass it is it is too and it's weird i think it's weird that what is six years prior to them dying the same thing happened to another electrician who was a part of this like spiritual group where he had a lead mask and he died. So like someone's given someone some fishy information on how to like yeah, contact spirits or something. I don't see any government buildings nearby. <laughs> There's not even like a not like some sort of city council. Maybe it was a yeti. It, it's just it's crazy that they didn't do a toxicology report. Like I guess they just yeah. didn't think, I don't know. Cops are what are they doing? That's the first thing you do. Yeah, I think they were spiritualists. They were trying to contact some higher being, Romeo and Juliet style. 
They were trying to I think, yeah. play dead and then <laughs> they got buried alive. That's what oh, I think. Oh, God. How horrible. They took pills that would like stop their hearts or whatever, make it seem like they're dead. And then yeah, remember that happened on Lost? Yeah. Somebody took these no. pills. But it sent them back in they time. Got buried. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bright light. That made it. Or no, he got bit by something. Yeah, like bit by like a tarantula or something that paralyzes your whole body for like 12 hours. And like it stops your like makes it seem like you're dead. And they got buried alive. Hmm. And then they woke up. And they were like alive after the poison wore off. I don't think this happened on Lost. <laughs> Lost, where did that happen? <laughs> it definitely didn't happen. I've seen every episode of Lost four at times. Some point, <laughs> at some at some point in my television watching, uh, something bit somebody and it caused them to be paralyzed and they thought they were dead and they buried them and then like they woke it up underground. Like that would have happened on Buffy. Was it Buffy? <laughs> I've never watched Buffy. Maybe it was Spider-Man. Okay, guys, Raytheon does work with Brazil, but I I don't think they have a, a headquarters there, but they are in charge of their air air traffic and surveillance. So just saying. Okay. And Raytheon did the was the place that had the had the weird address of the invisibility cloaks in the in the parking lot next to the Cecil Hotel. Oh, right. That's right. So it, it it is an episode of Lost. You're crazy. What? Paulo and Nikki being buried alive while paralyzed. Remember Nikki and Paulo? I did. That was season one. There's a venomous spider that causes Paulo to be paralyzed for eight hours. Nikki and Paulo are then buried alive by Sawyer and Hurley after tossing the diamonds of the grave with them as they consider them to be of no value. And they die. Oh my God, it did happen. Wow, joke's on me. You're right. I'll admit when I'm Damn. wrong. You're right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, you're right. Melissa, <laughs> if people have any um, ideas about like what happened to these two men, um, Miguel and Manuel, um, where can they reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. Uh, alrighty, guys. Well, let us know what you think. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Buried Alive Stetton. <laughs> and I'm Maria Juliet Plasucci. Oh, oh boy. Great. And I'm Romeo, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Powered by ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.